Hello, and welcome back to This Week in Workforce, the podcast brought to you by Workforce Solutions Northeast Texas. My name is Bart Spivey, and as always, I'm joined today by Jeff Clapp. So Jeff, in a previous episode, we talked about uh, youth services from Workforce Solutions and how our own children uh, interacted with those services. So we're going to go even further back today and talk about childcare. And this is something that just about everyone deals with at some point. You know, if you have young kids and you want to work or you're going to school, you have to have somebody watch them. You have to have a facility or, or someone watch your, uh, watch your children. So what did that look like for you? Did you have a facility you took them to? Did a relative watch them? What did that look like? Well, I was actually probably kind of lucky in a way. The company I just started working for had their own daycare as well. So they had a spot just for the employees there. So the when my son was under school age, he actually got to stay at that daycare and kind of built a lot of the relationships and friendships that didn't realize until later in life that was where he met him. <laughs> and then uh, when he started going to school, my mother-in-law worked at the same school. So she was watching him and taking him home each day and everything. So okay. it kind of kind of a mixture of both. We had child care and relatives taking care. Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of how, how I was too. Uh, we were lucky to have really high quality options for, for child care facilities to, uh, to take our kids to. And uh, um, we're lucky in that aspect, but uh, people, when I talk to people and I go out and I do presentations or talk to businesses and whatnot, they're often surprised that workforce solutions and the Texas Workforce Commission as a, as a state has a child care services program. And honestly, prior to starting here, I didn't know about the child care services program. So we are excited to be joined today by two people that can help both me and our listeners uh, better understand this program and how it might benefit them or someone they know. So our guests today are Aaron Thomas, our child care services manager, and Nicole Martin, our Texas Rising Star or TRS mentor with Workforce Solutions Northeast Texas Child Care Services. So welcome, Aaron and Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so before we get into child care talk, the first thing we like to ask our coworkers that join us on the podcast is how you got started with Workforce Solutions and what did you know about Workforce Solutions prior to starting here? So I'll start with Aaron. All right. I got started with Workforce Solutions about eight years ago. Um, a friend of mine had um, started working there and there was an opening in the department that she was with, which is child care services. Um, so I came over, put in an application and took the job. I really didn't know anything about Workforce Solutions before that, other than that it was the unemployment office to me. That was the extent of my knowledge right. uh, towards the Workforce Center. Um, since I've been there, I have learned that really we don't do a lot of unemployment at all. It's more geared towards assisting people, you know, with going to work and uh, managing their daily lives. And I'm glad to be a part of that with child care services mm -hmm. and being able to help people, you know, have assistance paying for daycare so they can work. Okay. That's a lot of the, the same, I guess, background I had. I didn't I in a previous episode, I'd said almost the same thing. Only thing I knew was unemployment. Mm -hmm. And then once you get in, you realize that's probably the smallest percentage of what we do. Yes. <laughs> um, over to Nicole, kind of the same question. How did you get started with the Workforce Solutions, and what did you know about it beforehand? Uh, prior to um, uh, applying as, as a mentor, I worked 
worked with childcare since I was very little, and my children were actually in the childcare service program, as well as I had my own daycare center where we were a Texas Rising Star facility. So I was very familiar when I applied for a Texas Rising mentor what I was stepping into. Now, knowing all the ins and outs of the workforce, I did not realize everything that we did, and I still am kind of confused on some of the programs that we offer because there are so many and there's so many details with all of them. Right. Um, so I know this might be difficult, but in a few words, Erin, if you could just give us an overview of what the Child Care Services Program is. Uh, we are just there to assist people with, um, you know, having quality child care so that they can work. Um, we not only assist parents with, you know, paying for daycare services, we also assist daycares with, you know, um, purchasing items that they may need to um, increase their quality or uh, become a Texas Rising Star provider or even new daycare centers that are um, just starting up, helping them with purchasing certain items uh, just to be able to get started with our program, get their licensing and things like that, because we want to make sure that there are plenty of places for these kids to go. Okay, so... There's a few different, and we, we'll say providers, that's just a, a child care center um, or a, a, could be a relative working uh, out of their home. What is the difference between a, a Texas, Texas Rising Star provider, I guess a non-Texas Rising Star provider, and then maybe a provider uh, that does not use our services? What are the, how do you differentiate those? Okay. So our providers all have to be licensed or registered with the state of Texas. Um, that way they are being monitored by Health and Human Services um, to make sure that they are providing quality child care for uh, the children. A Texas Rising Star provider um, goes above and beyond those minimum standards that licensing requires to provide even better child care. And then you may have some um, people that just run an in-house daycare that uh, they may or may not be licensed or registered with the state. Um, so you're not sure, you know, that they are doing what they need to do based off of the state's minimum standards. Um, some of them are registered or licensed and they just choose not to participate with our program. Um, and it's, you know, completely up to them on whether or not they participate. Um, so we do have a lot of providers in the area that don't. Okay. So, and. Uh, Nicole, the, the TRS, or Texas Rising Star Mentor position, is kind of unique because there's just a few of you in the Northeast Texas region. Um, can you tell us more about what you do on a kind of a day-to-day -day basis? Yes. Uh, we There are three of us, um, and it covers over 66 centers we go into, and we help them with quality. We help the directors have a, a better facility. We help them with whether it be minimum standards or meeting the Texas Rising Star guidelines. And then we also go in and talk with the teachers and interact with the children to give them solutions to problems that they may have within the classroom so that they can have better connections with those children, which in the long term um, definitely affects everyone because they're better connected. Okay. And I think that's a, an interesting point when, when we talk about the, the child care services program for workforce solutions in the Texas Workforce Commission, there's a lot of emphasis on improving the quality of child care. You know, we do have funds that support the actual child care payments, the facilities and support parents that are working. But 
there's a, a big emphasis on improving the quality of that care. So, and Aaron, you mentioned it earlier. Um, what are some of the items or could be software, could be technology, could be different things. What are some of the items that we purchase to help our childcare providers improve the quality of service they offer? I will say just recently we had um, several daycares that were interested in becoming Texas Rising Star. Um, so we spent about $20,000 on uh, purchasing items for their daycare. Um, then it's $20,000 for each daycare and just purchasing items that they may need uh, in order to meet those Texas Rising Star requirements um, because we do want to make sure that they have um, plenty of things that um, play into the social-emotional skills, um, things that, you know, just kind of help us work with the children a little bit better. Uh, each year we receive so much money um, for quality and um, so, you know, we'll take and, and either have the daycares create a wish list or we may come up with specific items that we're purchasing. Um, we are most recently purchasing some multicultural items for daycare centers. Uh, I, I think we did it for all 63 centers that we had um, committed to becoming Texas Rising Star at that time. And we've also... Um, take our providers and we go to training sessions uh, throughout the state so that they can get additional training um, to because they do have to maintain training so many training hours every year uh, and so we assist with taking them to do these as well as you know the purchasing of specific items for the centers okay and just pause real quick to, to let everyone know that the easiest way to learn more about the Child Care Services program is through our website, which is netxworkforce.org. Um, along the top part of the website, there's different tabs, and one of them is Child Care, and you can find a, a wealth of information there along with contact numbers and emails that, that you can contact. Nicole, the, we've been talking about the mentors and about how they do a lot to help out the providers and everything. But you also do a lot to help out some of the parents as well. Um, what opportunities do the parents have to kind of help with or to learn more about the services or learn more as a whole? This <laughs> or, one was probably um, better for me to answer because yeah. I do, with, do deal with the client services side of things, whereas Nicole is working with the daycare centers instead of the parents. Yeah. So um, we do offer assistance for parents who are working, going to school, or currently job searching. Um, so there are different things that are available out there depending on the situation of the client. And um, so we just encourage everyone to apply. The uh, single parent household has to be working or in school at least 25 hours a week and or, or if you're under 25 hours a week, would need to be job searching. A two-parent household has to be uh, working or in school at least 50 hours combined. Or if the hours are under 50, the uh, someone has to be job searching in order for us to assist. Uh, we do give up to three months for people who are only job searching just to allow them time to um, utilize the daycare services and take their child to a center while they're looking for jobs and going to interviews and things like that. Um, and then if they have attained employment within that three months, then we are able to continue the services for a full 12 months, uh, which is our typical eligibility period. 
Okay. And if someone, if a parent's interested in the program, what, what do they need to do? I mean, who do they need to contact? So they would go to the website that you had mentioned earlier. Um, they would go to the child care section and then for parents and then click on our renewal application. Uh, we do not currently have a waiting list. Of course, that is always subject to change, mm-hmm. but currently we are in open placement. Um, so we just encourage everyone to go ahead and apply if they're interested in it at this time. Okay. And you mentioned the waiting list and I'll just quickly add that we have uh, a maximum number, if you will, n- number of kids we can put in care due to funding and, and restrictions of that nature. So when we say waiting list, if we're currently at our max for children in care, then you can still apply and you'll go on the waiting list and you will be called or contacted in the order that you got on the waiting list, basically. So when we do have additional spots come open, we will contact you. Um, so it's a good thing to even if we're at max capacity to go ahead and get on that list, right? And then follow up. Correct. How often would you say follow up with that? Uh, We actually will be requesting uh, waiting list applications to be updated every 90 days if we start one. Uh, So you would be prompted around uh, probably 70, 75 days to submit a new application to stay on the waiting list. Okay. And so, Nicole, since she took your question, I'm going to ask you another one. Um, so you go into the work for, to the child care providers and try to help them improve in certain aspects. Can you give us some examples of things that you do to help, to help them improve and what areas they're trying to improve? Oh, yes. Um, directors a lot of times will need, um, help with like just different wording, uh, to talk with the parents or to put into their handbooks. Um, we have a TRS binder that I go in with the directors and work individually with them to make sure they have all the documentation that they need uh, so that they can reach the highest star level as possible. Um, we provide trainings for the directors and for um, all staff, um, and we do those monthly. And we also add additional trainings whenever they have a specific incident going on in the center that they need extra help with. We provide extra training for that center. Um, When we go into the classrooms, um, a lot of times these teachers, they're right out of high school. Um, Their experience is kind of limited. So they start with, you know, I don't know what to do with these children. We help them develop schedules. We help them with lesson plans. Um, We do purchase curriculum from time to time for the daycare centers, and they um, use those so that way they've gotten a quality education, and it does start at birth. So the infant rooms all the way up to the school-age classrooms have lesson plans that we help with. Um, Also, challenging children. That is becoming a big topic. Um, The it seems like the as the years go on, there's more and more challenging children in the classrooms. So we provide them with information on how to help those children and best serve those children, make those connections and make sure that they have that safety in the classroom uh, to help them reach their full potential. So you mentioned a lot in there about the workshops and trainings and everything that you do. Is there a, a certain way that employers have to, well, I guess, asked to, to be included in those, or do they, can just anyone attend? Yes. The directors, we do send out um, to all of our CCS providers. Um, we send out the monthly list that directors are typically the second Tuesday of every month, and then the all staff is typically the uh, fourth Tuesday of the month. And those are just kind of like set in advance. They know about them. The other ones, the directors would just reach out to their mentors, say, hey, we really need training in 
challenging behaviors. And we would come up with that training and we would train their staff at their center. So if someone's hasn't been working with you and they're hearing this now and they wanted to be able to do that, how would they be able to kind of get involved with a TRS mentor? Um, if they are not currently a CCS provider, they would need to first um, complete an agreement with Child Care Services and then they um, can meet immediately start working with us. Um, to become Texas Rising Star, they do have to have a minimum of one year um, licensing history. So they do have to have a facility with a permanent um, licensing um, for the full year. And then they can become the Texas Rising Star. But we can start working with them immediately to be, uh, to impact that quality of care. Yeah. All right. Erin, so if I'm a parent wanting to uh, get on the waiting list and, and put my child in care, do you, does Workforce Solutions assign me a, a daycare or child care facility? How does, how does that process work? Uh, the daycare is actually the client's choice, so they get to choose which facility they would like to use as long as they participate with our program. Um, if they do not currently participate with our program, it's very easy for that facility to just contact us and get set up um, so that we can assist with the place that they want to use. We also have a relative provider option. Uh, it is a timely process if the person has not already um been set up as a relative provider in the past. So um, they do have to go through the state of Texas and get registered and do a background check with them before we can do our part with child care services. Uh, but we are currently encouraging people, you know, that are wanting to use providers due to things such as COVID or just lack of availability at the current daycares. Um, we are encouraging them, you know, to go ahead and contact us and find out how their provider their relative needs to go ahead and start working on becoming a provider. Awesome. And I think it's good to point out the uh, the work that the child care services program obviously impacts the kids with quality care and, and the parents, but it also impacts our employers in the region because if a parent doesn't have a good option for, for child care, they may be missing work or you know, behind at work, worrying about things like that. So the child care program really does impact um, many things beyond just the direct care. Um, and so just want to thank you both for being here today. This was really insightful for me and hopefully our listeners too. Um, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes of, of child care. You think child care just sending someone to a, to a child care facility and that's not it. There's a lot of work about improving those facilities and making sure that the kids in these in these uh, child care programs are receiving the the best quality of, of service that they can. So again, thank you both for being here today. I really appreciate it. And I will just wrap up today by saying thank you to those of you for listening. Uh, you can find This Week in Workforce um, on your favorite podcast platform. You can also watch the video version on YouTube. Please hit subscribe, leave us a comment, let us know what other topics you want to hear from us about, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.